0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting all about building healthy eating habits, Join me for my live presentation on how to build a healthy habit that sticks. Here's part four. Now we have day of the scenario. So you've done all this prep work for yourself. What's happening on the day? You're driving home from work. So we're breaking down the behavior, right? You're walking in the door. If your behavior was you drove home from work, you walked in the door, wandered into the kitchen, like open the pantry oh, crackers, dip, leftover cheese, oh, Tim Tams, excellent, right? And you're just finding things. You want to start to then think, okay, if that's the small behaviors that happen, is how do I want to maybe like hijack that sequence of events to stop myself from doing that old behavior? So you walk in the door, all right, now I'm going to prep my healthy snack that I've planned. It's on the fridge, the food's ready to go. I just walk straight in there and do it. I'll give you another quick example, non-food related, but so works. And it was actually after I had done this research to pull this presentation together, I was in this bad habit because I own my own business and there's two clinics and it's very busy that I would get home from work, meet my kids and they'd get off the bus. So I was there for them after school, but I'd literally pull my laptop out and sit on the couch working still. And they're just And I was like, I'm not even present here for them, right? And then they start fighting. And I'm just like, I wasn't happy with this whole routine, but I couldn't stop working because I just walked straight in and my phone would ring or a team would message me or I'd see my emails, right? And I was stuck in this cycle, walk in the door, pull out my laptop, walk in the door, pull out my laptop, right? And I was talking to another mum. She was like, you have to break just the sequence of events. So she goes, walk in the door, dump your bags and go straight up to your room and put trackies on put your mum clothes on, like try and hijack this, like circuit, be a circuit breaker to that repetitive. So it actually worked heaps. So I just dumped my bags. I just got to put trackies on. And that's all I thought about. I didn't think of past the trackies. Oh, but I take my work clothes off, put my trackies on, take the bra off. Yes. Right. Be free. I'll be like, all right, kids, let's do something. And then all of a sudden I felt like now my laptop and phone are down in my bag away from me. So I couldn't get the notifications, even if they came. And it was one of the key ways that helped me break that habit at that time in my life where I felt like I just, I couldn't, I just kept doing this repetitive. The other thing was I eventually started going, once I put my trackies on, then what else am I going to do? Because often I'd be super motivated, put my track and then wander around for 15 minutes, like not knowing what to do now. Because I was so used to working that I'd then be like, I don't know what else to do. So I may as well just work out pop the laptop but then I start to go okay I need to maybe do some reading with my son or take the kids out the back and we'll play whatever it was but I had to give myself something else to do and I had to pre-decide that so I wasn't in this decision fatigue state at the end of the day right which you happens when you grab sweet things to eat you're like I don't know what's to eat (laughs) I can't think of anything I'll just grab whatever is there So then you make prepare the healthy snack, eat the healthy snack and then you move on to your planned activity out of the kitchen. So all right, now once we've broken down the behaviour into achievable chunks, the next step is to actually start to intrinsically motivate ourselves for the change. Now sometimes we change in our lives because there's been external pressure placed upon us that's forced us to change. My morning routine is a big example of that, like I have to get out of the house at 7 30 in the morning to get everyone to school and myself to work so I've had to change sometimes with our food if we want weight loss or we want better health the drive for change is internal it's we want to do it I didn't get a choice for my morning routine I had to but sometimes when we want to be healthy that internal drive is coming from inside which then means if things get too hard you can just turn it off on the inside and be like oh, I don't really care that much about it anymore. And you do, but you're just like, oh, the motivation wanes and comes and goes. So there is a part of change that does require motivation, but psychology has helped us understand a little bit more how to do that. It's really important to know that planned change is hard and that the fear of the unknown can result in us clinging to status quo behaviours. We keep doing the same things that we know and feel familiar to us, even though we know they're not good for us, because they just feel familiar. So no matter how bad they are, fear of the unknown keeps us doing them. So what you want to do is compare all of the possible consequences of staying the same and changing to the new behavior. And what you're doing by sort of doing a pro and con, like, what's all the pros? What's going to happen? What's the consequences if I stay the same? what's the consequences if I change? Essentially what you're doing to your brain is making the change as familiar as possible so that it doesn't want to stay in the status quo. Does that make sense? It's afraid of the unknown. So you're trying to make the change, the new you that you're trying to create, less scary for your brain. Oh, but brain, do you know that psychologists actually teach you, it's called cognitive dissonance and you give your brain a name. I've seen a psychologist before in my past and my brain's name is Bruce. I don't know why, but he's a boy. (laughs) His name's Bruce. But sometimes you're like, this is not helpful, Bruce. Or you're like, it's okay, Bruce. I know this feels a bit unfamiliar, but it'll be okay if we change. This is what's going to happen. So let's have a look at this snack. If you say the same, what are the consequences of continuing to overeat a poor quality snack in the afternoons? Well, you might struggle with losing weight and maintaining your health long-term. That might then have a flow-on effect in that you feel low energy or feel annoyed and frustrated with yourself, right? That leads to low mood, etc. What are the consequences of you changing? I'm going to achieve my weight loss goals. I'm going to be nourishing my body with good nutrition. I'm going to have the energy to do what I need to do and I'm creating a habit that's going to last me for the rest of my life. So once I get on top of this habit and put the energy in in now, this habit's going to stay with me forever. How cool is that? So in 10, 20, 30 years time, you're not battling this afternoon sugar craving, you got to the bottom of it once and for all, rather than sort of feeling like you're constantly on the diet cycle every Monday, trying to be healthy, starting again, and you do that for the next 10, 20 years. Other things you can do in terms of like this examining the consequences is take it further like for other things that matter to you. So it might be like my poor snacking habits are not a great example to my children. I want to, I want to give them a better example. Maybe your snacking habits flow on to what you choose to eat at dinner time. So you can start to really think and if you spent 15 minutes max on this task, you could actually draw yourself reasonably exhaustive lists for what happens if you were to say the same and what happens if you change. doesn't take much time at all. Give yourself the space to really think about that and basically you give your brain the opportunity to not be so afraid of the change. Next principle, and we rarely think about this one but it's a huge barrier to change, is the people in your life. You have to prepare them. Sometimes our new behaviours draw attention to ourselves from others or it might even frighten them. You might like to think about introducing your new behaviours slowly. This is a fascinating area of psychology but it's huge. I remember chatting to a client who was doing really, really well with her main meals. She was quite an organised person and so once I taught her the nutrition principles of how her meals needed to be, because she was such a good meal planner and was great at planning and buying and shopping her food, she was really consistent with her healthy meals every day. But she was still not getting the weight loss results that she wanted because she was snacking a lot in between her meals socially at work. And what would happen is, is that her work had lots of food around constantly, cakes, biscuits, you know, scones, constantly snacks everywhere. And she said to me, she goes, I just feel compelled to eat them because The other week, someone pulled out a cake and was like, oh, guys, I've got this orange poppy seed amazing cake. Went around offering it to to everyone. When they got to my client, she said, no, thank you. And literally, she goes, literally, we're all sitting, standing around eating cake. I say, no, thank you. Everyone stops talking and looks at me. She goes, because I'm the yes girl. I'm the office Yes, girl, the fatty, you know, and she just defined herself by this person. But what happened is she'd just gone years in this workplace, being into the food and into the cake. Yeah, I'll have some cake. And then this one time, this first time, she's like, no, thanks. Everyone was like, how tough is that? And because she's not the kind of personality that likes being the center of attention, it was absolutely mortifying for her. She just goes back to saying, yes, because her brain's like, friggin', don't like this. Let's go back to our old behaviour things, because that's, even though we're not achieving our goals, at the moment, that's less scary than putting ourselves out in front of everybody and drawing attention to ourselves with our new behaviour. And I've seen this time and time again with couples. If you've ever tried to bring your spouse along on a healthy eating journey, it's not easy. My husband's favourite food is Dim Sim's Coke and ice cream. Poor guy, he married a nutritionist. (laughs) <laughs> he comes back from the shop, like two bottles of Coke. And I was like, what did you buy this for? He's like, it's two for one deal. He's like, I saved money. I'm like, no, you didn't. You would have saved money if you didn't buy them. Anyway, the kids are like, we love you, dad. <sighs> right? So the people in your life are huge influence of your food choices. Now there's, uh, there's no real easy way about this because it one depends on your relationship with each person. It depends on your resilience to sort of maybe cop some flack for a little bit until things die down. Depends on a lot of things, but there there becomes a point where you might want to start to prep people. Look, there's this habit that I'm trying to establish at this time of the day. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you please support me XYZ? So if we think to the snack example, if you've got other people in your home who are loving the sweet foods or the chips or the chocolate right and then you start removing them from the home you might experience some significant backlash with that. So (laughs) you might like to remove the unhealthy foods just slowly just do it really gradually. Has anyone heard of the story um, of cooking of how to cook a frog? Does anyone know how to cook a frog? Well if we cooked a frog if we had a pot of boiling water and we threw the live frog into the pot of boiling water he'd immediately jump out again dang frog, get in that pot so we can cook you. But he's not silly. He's like, it's hot in here. I'm getting out. But if you put the frog in cold water and you slowly heat that, you will cook that frog. Cause he'll just, he's um, cold blooded and he adapts to the temperature around him. It's a cruel story. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but essentially this is what you got to do with your family make very slow cook them alive yeah cook your family alive do very slow incremental changes in your home so they don't really know that it's happening that's it for today's episode tune in to the final part tomorrow after years of being bombarded with diet culture i so understand that the world of healthy eating is super super hard My Healthy Eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once life's too short to live with food stress to become a habit builder and not a crash dieter join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au thank you so much for checking out the daily dollop don't forget to rate review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode